0: Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. There was a post in our Facebook group that stated, Alcohol and love don't mix. You either drop the alcohol for what you love, or you drop what you love for the alcohol. There is a disagreement in the comments about whether you could experience love and addiction at the same time, which got me thinking. Even if we may experience what feels like love in our addictions, I don't know if we could really achieve deep love because we are not the authentic version of ourselves within our addictions. The love is based on the addicted version of us, the one that has characteristics that are brought on by alcohol, and the version of ourselves that stuffs down a lot of feelings and emotions. So how do we even begin to discover the authentic version of ourselves and learn to embrace and love who that person is? And how do we try to develop some of the characteristics we feel alcohol gave us that we're afraid to let go of? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. A few quick reminders before getting back to the episode. Our private Facebook group in less than two months has now grown to over 3,500 members and the members in that group are absolutely amazing. I couldn't be more proud of the community that is growing in there. If you're looking for a great community to help support you in this journey, please go check it out. You could find it by going to facebook.com groups slash sober and happy. I'll also leave a link in the show notes for you. Okay, now back to the episode. Often when we think about addiction and recovery, we focus on the process of breaking free from substances or destructive behaviors. But what comes after that? Sobriety is not just about abstaining from alcohol or drugs. It is an opportunity to rediscover who we truly are beneath the layers of addiction. In the early stages of recovery, it's common to feel a sense of emptiness or loss. The substances that once masked our emotions are no longer there to provide a temporary escape. This can be both intimidating and liberating. We also have characteristics that we feel alcohol was able to enhance or even create for us. This is one of the biggest fears people express to me when they are reaching out, telling me that they are struggling with the choice of whether or not to get sober. We worry that we won't be fun anymore, that our friends will no longer like us. So I think back to the drunk version of me. I felt more outgoing and confident. My fear of judgment and rejection was reduced or even eliminated at times. But that version of me was not my authentic version. If you notice, I said that I felt because alcohol never actually helped me develop those characteristics I wanted in myself. It just temporarily gave me a boost in those areas. If you've ever played Mario Brothers, it's really like when Mario eats a star power-up that makes him invincible. He could run through all the obstacles that would once kill him completely unfazed. However, just like in the video game, the power-up is limited by time. After it runs out, Mario's back to being regular Mario and he has to keep searching for stars to eat if he wants to regain invincibility again. The difference though is in addiction, the power up becomes less effective every time we use it and the obstacles we are going through get more powerful each time. Earlier, I mentioned the alcohol made me feel more confident, but as the consequences of my addiction grew, my true confidence began to plummet. This was the case in each of the ways I thought alcohol provided benefits. It temporarily helped me with anxiety and depression, but both of those were worse the next day and grew over time. And then we go through the cycle of drinking or using more to try to reach that point of relief, coming down harder, and taking our use up another notch until we eventually get to the point that we are really only shooting for not feeling the pain because we rarely are able to reach the point where we get the perceived benefits we once did. And in that whole process, most of us completely lose touch with the person we truly are. And that is when we begin to feel lost. And getting clean and sober does not magically return us to our authentic selves. And most of us feel even more lost. This is why people who simply quit drinking and do nothing else often end up relapsing. We get so far removed from our true selves that the only person we know is the addicted version. So when things get uncomfortable and we feel lost again, we gravitate towards what we know. But you don't have to feel lost in your recovery. When we face our addictions and remove alcohol or drugs from our lives, we also have the opportunity to confront the emotions and experiences that we've been trying to avoid and also work to authentically build the character traits we were chasing with our drinking. But how do we do that? One of the first steps in discovering your authentic self is practicing self-awareness. I find it can be helpful to look back on your past, your interests, values, and qualities that were important to you, and most importantly, to look at your dreams. Really look back on who you were and what you enjoyed before your addictions took over. As we start to peel away the layers of addiction, we're also going to uncover unresolved trauma or underlying issues that contributed to our struggles and even led many of us to our addictions in the first place. For example, I talked earlier about how I felt alcohol gave me more confidence. That would mean I had confidence issues before I started drinking and I was not born with those issues. If you look at a young child, they don't have self-confidence issues. A kid learning to walk doesn't tell himself how worthless they are and how they'll never be good at walking every time they fall. They just fall, shake it off, get back up and try again. And when they take those first two steps, they're not thinking about the other kids that are better at walking than they are. They think they're the greatest walker ever. So as I look at my struggle of self-confidence, I know there was a series of things that begin to chip away at my confidence that started long before I ever started drinking. Some events were little chips and other were big chunks. So the authentic version of me is that courageous little kid that didn't give a shit whether I fell down in front of a room full of people. So often when we try to develop characteristics, we think we need to learn how to become that person. However, as you see in this example, I already possess that quality at some time. So my focus shouldn't be on learning, but rather on unlearning everything that stripped that quality away from me. Let me give you a few examples. At some point in elementary school, I became a chubby kid. I honestly had no problem with it and didn't know that other people would judge me for it until the first time someone did. I remember playing at the lake one day, running around with my shirt off, and someone made a comment about my belly jiggling when I ran and the other kids laughed at me. I distinctly remember thinking to myself, I am not taking my shirt off in front of people ever again. And with that one moment, not only did my self-confidence take a little blow, but it began a pattern that when I was ridiculed for something, my instant response was to say to myself, I am not doing that again. And I changed something about myself because of it. With each of those moments, I drifted a little further and further from that authentic version of myself. The second example around my self-confidence has to do with my dad not being around when I grew up because his addictions caused him to be an absent parent who eventually ended up in prison for most of my childhood. I remember thinking at some point that he didn't love me enough or he would have chosen me over drugs and alcohol. There are many things that from the perspective of me as a child, I felt confirmed this belief. There were kids teasing me at school for my dad being in prison, not having them around to take me to father son's outings. And pretty much every time I saw one of my friend's dads spending time with their sons, I felt their dads must love them more. And as many of us do as a kid, I thought I must have done something wrong to make myself not worthy of that kind of love. In retrospect, having experienced my own addiction problems, I know now that this is not true. However, it was very real then, and it had a major impact on me that I carried forward well into my adulthood. Identifying these things is only the first step. We have to go through the process of also unlearning the things we picked up along the way. I'm not able to explain that part of the process in this podcast for a couple of reasons. First, because the process to do this vary and are way more than we could cover in 15 minutes. More importantly, this is about discovering the authentic version of you. So the process also needs to be specific to who you want to be. For example, I'm still the chubby version of myself, but I am working on it. For me, it is important to lose weight and get in better shape. However, someone else that has self-confidence issues around their weight may want to stay the same weight, and the work they need to do revolves around body image and learning to embrace and love themselves as who they are. Find the methods that align with who you want to be and that you are able to do. Therapy and self-learning have been my go-to, but there are so many other resources available now podcasts, YouTube videos, support groups, both online and in-person, blogs, books, and online courses, just to name a few. Now that process addresses where we have gotten lost in our past, but what about the person we want to become? Growing and developing characteristics about ourselves is the best way to continue your progress in your recovery journey. To do this, we need to look at the qualities that we wish we have that we may have never had the chance or the guidance to develop growing up. I find two exercises helpful in doing this. The first one would be to look at the qualities that you felt alcohol or drugs were providing you. These are the things we feel we are losing when we quit drinking, so it is important to work on developing these qualities once we get sober so that we do not feel that we are losing out by no longer drinking. The next thing is to look at the qualities that you admire in other people. We usually admire qualities that we value and would like to possess ourselves. The best way I've found to begin developing the qualities I desire myself is to spend more time with people that already possess them. If you're a single man and have always struggled with maintaining healthy relationships and you desire to be in that type of relationship, you need to develop those skills first. Do you think you're more likely to develop them by hanging out with friends who are in unhappy relationships where they treat each other badly or guys out chasing women every weekend? Or are you more likely to develop them hanging out with people that are in healthy, happy relationships? Lots of people love to give advice about things they have no experience in. Surround yourself with people that have shown that they possess the qualities you desire in yourself, and you will see firsthand how to develop them. The last thing I want to touch on is that you should go out and try things to see what you enjoy. I drank my entire adult life, so I really didn't know what I liked when I got sober. Try things you currently enjoy, things you enjoyed before the addiction took hold, and experiment with things you don't even know if you're going to like or not. I always enjoyed the outdoors. This love started when I was a kid, continued through my addiction, and has grown even more since I have gotten sober. I also loved bowling in high school, but stopped at some point during my drinking years. A few years ago, I decided to join a bowling league again and rediscovered how much I love bowling and I look forward to every Monday night getting together with the other people in my bowling league. And I've tried many other things that I had no idea whether I'd like or not. From yoga, which I found definitely is not my thing, to woodworking, which I found is a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon every now and then. The process of discovering your authentic self takes time and should be a lifelong process as you will continue to grow and evolve. Be patient with yourself in this process. Your authentic self isn't something you uncover overnight. It is a continuous journey of self-exploration and self-acceptance. But don't let that deter you. Discovering your authentic self after getting sober is a beautiful and transformative process. It's about peeling away the layers of addiction and reconnecting with the person you are meant to be, and I can't wait for you to meet that person. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from listening to my podcast. If you are, I am asking for two huge favors from you this week that would help me. Share the episode with one other person you think would find it impactful, and please subscribe to the podcast, both of which will help it grow. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.